0: Man, it was so good to be with you guys this morning. You know, I, um, I it's so cool. I, I just love, I love your church. I love your church. I, I feel like um, we're family, so you might not know me, but we're family today, okay? And uh, I am so glad. I, I met um, Pastor JP and Rachel when they came here, and uh, they came to a staff meeting uh, that we had had. And when they walked in the door, it was like the Lord was like, these are people that you need to get to know. And I am so glad that I did. Their, Pastor JP is just a dear friend of mine, and, and I... I just consider their friendship so valuable and such a blessing to me. I definitely reap more blessings uh, than I give. And so I'm just so glad to be able to be with you guys today and uh, share the word. And I'm believing that God has something in store for every one of you. Amen? So uh, I'm going to dive right into the word. And um, actually, I'm going to say a little something before I get in. You know, sometimes when you read the Bible, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes when I read the Bible, um, I read it and it's so high and it's so lofty and it's so amazing that sometimes I say, you know what, that's really good um, for for that person, but I mean, you know, that's Jesus or, you know, that's Abraham. Of course God would say that to them. Or, of course God would, would speak in a way to this person in the Bible because they're holy and they're a saint. And sometimes I can miss the truth and the power and the weight of what something says in the Bible because I don't remember that God is speaking to me. And so I want to I want to just preface this, and I want to say when we read this, everybody in the room, myself included, has to kind of loosen up all of your preconceived notions you gotta you gotta hold your um your your thoughts and your beliefs lightly because sometimes we can come in with lies in our minds that we didn't even know about and I believe that when we read the word of God the word of God is supposed to transform who we are so are you guys ready for that you guys are good I'm okay so here's the deal um the more amens I get, the faster I go, all right? So if, if, amen, yeah, all right, so it's already working. So if you guys say amen, that means I'm going to preach, I'm going to end sooner, all right? So um, I know that you guys want to get to lunch um, before three, and so it's important that you say amen, all right? So amen, okay, all right, all right, good, good. All right, so uh, <laughs> praise the Lord. Let's let's dive into this. Listen to this. Jeremiah Chapter 1, verse 4 through 9. Uh, Excuse me, just starting in verse 4. The Lord gave me this message. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and pointed you as my prophet to the nations. Let's pray. Jesus, God, change us. Holy Spirit, make this word alive in our hearts and in our lives. I just pray, oh God, Lord, for every heart here, we just pray, oh God, open them up, oh God. Lord, that your healing hand can go and change things. I pray that our minds would be open to you, oh God. Lord, that you would change thoughts that we have about you, thoughts that we have about ourselves. I pray, Holy Spirit, come and pour out your love on us, oh God. We just want to receive your voice of affirmation today, oh God. And Lord, I just ask that everyone here, oh God, Lord, that we would, that we would operate in a new mindset in a new belief, oh God, and Lord, that this verse would not be for someone else, but this would be for us, oh God. So Lord, we love you and we thank you, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, you know, I I can't wait to dive into this because I believe that God has something really special in store for us today. You know, as I was reading this passage, um, sometimes I, I like to, to read a passage, and I like to read it in a couple different translations. And um, I, I have a translation that I, that I really love. Um, it's called the Amplified Version, and uh, I like to call it the Extra Version. And uh, it's because it's got lots of extra. And I, I just, sometimes when you're reading something, you, you can miss it. But I want to put this up in the Amplified Version if you've got it. Um, I want to read this passage in a, in a different translation. Both of them are the Bible, just in case you were wondering. Um, the, the Bible was not written in English. It was written in um, Hebrew and Greek for the most part. And so there's different translations of how the Bible is articulated. And so different translations highlight different things. So here's, the, here's, here's what it says in the Amplified Bible. Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb... I knew you and approved of you as my chosen instrument. And before you were born, I consecrated you to myself as my own. I have appointed you as a prophet to the nations. You know, sometimes when people say things about you, have you ever received a compliment that you're like, uh, "I thank you, I can't receive that. It's like too big. You know, someone says, hey, you're really good at that. And you're like, mm, you know, that's you're just being nice, right? Or, or maybe somebody said, oh, you know, um, you did this and it was so great and whatever, and, and there's something that someone says about you, or maybe someone, it's, it's even more than a compliment, maybe someone has said to you, you know what, I see this in you. I, I feel like God is doing this in your life. And, and you kind of are like, that's cool, but you don't know. You don't really understand The dynamics of who I am and my background and where I come from. You don't understand everything, so you can't really speak that with authority. I want to say today that I'm not coming. I don't know your background. I don't know your history. I don't know um, most of you. But I can say this with authority and with confidence that this word is from God and it's for you. This is the word of God, and so this applies to all of us. And so we've got to open up our hearts and realize that today, the word of the Lord is for you. That God, that he chose you before the foundations of the world. He knew you. He knew everything about you. He knew what, was, he knew what you were going to do. He knew where you were going to go to school or if you didn't go to school. He knew what, who you're going to marry or who you're not going to marry. He, he knew everything. He knows it all. And he knew everything before you even made one decision. Before your parents knew each other, God knew you. God knows you. He knows everything past, present, and future. There's nothing outside of his realm of understanding. And this is crazy, okay? So God He says, before I formed you, so that's before you did anything good or bad, before I formed you in your mother's womb, before you were born, I set you apart. Wait a second. Well, I thought that I had to go through an application process. I thought that, you know, I, I had to like, you know, go to church at least for a year, and, and, and I thought I had to like, you know, go through the DNA class and I thought I had to like do all these different things so that I could be at a place where God would say, all right, now I'm approving you. Now you have my stamp of approval because you did X, Y, and Z. I'm, I'm putting my stamp of approval on you. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says that before you were born, God already knew everything that you were going to do good and bad, and he said, I approve of you. I approve of you. You know, have you ever seen uh, like those commercials where um, the the car salesman voice comes on, and it's like, you're pre-approved to buy this car, right? And, and you know, when you hear that voice, you're like, that's not a good deal. I, I don't... Uh, no one saying anything with that voice is giving me a good deal. I, I know it, all right? And, and there's just something fishy about it. You're like, no, this, that's not, I, I, I'm not taking that, right? Well, here's the deal. God, he says, you are pre-approved. You're pre-approved. You might say, well, but you don't know my background. You don't know my credit score, for sure, okay? You don't know what I've done. You don't know how I've made mistakes. You don't know any of those things. You don't understand any of that. But here's the thing. God does know. And he still pre-approves you. You see, because here's the deal. When we come to God, God says, listen, you don't understand. The reason that you're pre-approved is because I wasn't expecting you to pay for anything. I paid for it all. I already know that you came with a boatload of debt. And the goal is for you to come and say, all right, God, why don't you just take my debt? And God says, sure, I'll do that. Here's your calling. God, he loves you so much. He's not expecting you to come with all sorts of things that you say, God, look at what I bring to you. Now I'm worthy of being used. I mean, it sounds ridiculous, but we operate like that, right? We can operate like that. Where we come to God and we're like, God, you know, I, I've just, you know, now that I've, I've, I've read my Bible for at least a week long, it's like, I, I'm, I feel ready to do what you've called me to do. And God's like, you know what? The Bible says that all of our righteousness is like filthy rags to him. So, like, it, I mean, anything that we bring to God, God's like, dito. Okay, I'm sorry. Most of the people in our church speak Spanish. So that's a way of saying little guy or something like that. I don't know. Somebody that speaks Spanish probably knows. Oh, anyways, uh, it, it, it's basically when you when you say that it's like, "Oh, that's cute," you know? <laughs> that's cute. You know, you you brought that. That's that's nice, right? So <laughs> <laughs> totally, didn't expect that. Um, sorry. So, anyways, when when you when God looks at us and we bring our our stuff to Him, we're like, God, look at how gifted I am. Look at how talented I am. Look at all these things. God's looking and He's like, mm, that's special, you know. I I don't. God doesn't need that. God doesn't need that. You know, when, we're, when I'm, like, sitting there and I'm, I'm like, listening to, to, to these guys sing, Can't they, aren't these guys amazing, by the way? Right? Praise God. I mean, I was like, man, I wish I could sing like that, you know? I, I, I wish I could sing like that. And I, I look up there, and, you know, the temptation is to look up there and say, man, they're so good at singing. It's because they are so great. You know? I mean, I do think that you're great. Don't get me wrong. I do. I do. And God does too. But you know, the reason that we were able to lift our hands in worship, the reason that you felt something, the reason that we were able to enter into the presence of God is not because of, of just these guys. It's because God came. It's because they were using their gift And they were operating in the thing that God has called them to do. And so when they were doing that, it was like, man, God is here. God is here. It's not like, you know, it's not like um, there's something special about them that's not special about us. God's presence is, if you're a believer in Jesus, if you put your faith in him, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit, he dwells in you. In you, you, you carry God with you everywhere you go. And, you know, when you're around someone and you sense the presence of God, it's because that person understands what it means to be dialed in to what they possess. It, it means that you're around someone that's just, they have a relationship with God that's close. Have you ever been around people that have, like, a really good marriage? Have you ever, anybody? Right? None of you, okay, well you guys need some new friends, all right, so um you <laughs> you man, <laughs> that's not good <laughs> you guys need some good married friends, all right, so um you know when i I don't know about you guys, but when I'm around someone because i'm I'm just gonna assume that you just forgot to raise your hand, so we when when I'm around people that that have a good marriage, there's something like special about it, you know, they're like they like. It's the way that they hold their hand, you know. It's the way that they, like, talk to each other. It's so kind, like, so loving. You can sense that, like, man, there's something good about that. You know, it's like, I like that, right? And why is that? Because when a relationship is strong, the love between them spreads. And God, when our relationship is strong with him, the love spreads. Okay, so that's not what I'm preaching on today. So let me get back to my sermon. Here's the deal. You're pre-approved. You're pre-approved. You might not have believed it before you came in here, but I just want to let you know, it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter what you did last night. It doesn't matter. God says, I have put my seal, I've put my blood over your life. And so it doesn't matter what you walked into this place with. The presence of God, he is not a discriminator. And he says, if the blood is there, that's where I dwell. And so I want to just let you know that everybody here, God loves you. You know he sang that song, He's a Good, Good Father? I don't know about you guys, but that was, when that song, um, I don't know, it came out, I guess, a couple years ago. When I, when I was listening to it, when I first heard it, I was like, man, it was almost like hard, hard to, to grasp the immensity of God being my father. And I don't know about you guys, but that's always been something that's like, wow, God loves me like a perfect father. I, you know, a lot of us um, come from different backgrounds and different places, but, um, and maybe your father was a good father, maybe he was a bad father, it doesn't matter. Everybody has to relearn who their father is. We have to relearn it. You know, I think about um, how we could say, well, how could God love me before I was able to interact with him? Before I was able to, to worship him or say anything nice to him? And, you know, I, I think about this, and I, I have three kids. Um... My oldest is six. his name is Owen, My middle child is Eden. she's five, and then my youngest is Elliot and he's three. Um, so I have my hands full um, and uh, praise God that my wife is great with kids. Um, but You know, it's so much fun. I love having kids. It's a blast. And you know, when my kids are are like running around me and they run up to me and they hug me, it doesn't matter what happened that day. When I walk in the door and I see my fat little son running towards me, nothing else matters. Nothing. And when I I mean, like, you know, feeling their chubby little bodies on your leg, it's like there's nothing like it in all the world. All right. So it's great, and so, you know, when I had um, the first two, or, well, actually, no, when I had when I had Owen, my oldest, I was like, this is unbelievable. I didn't know that my heart could love someone like this. I, I, I didn't understand that. And then I got nervous when my wife got pregnant with the second one, because I'm like, oh snap, I love my first one so much. I'm not going to be able to love the second one like this. And, and I was like, there's no way, and, and so I, I just got I got a little nervous because i 'm like man i i don 't know how I'm going to do this." and so the second one came. Would you know it? I loved her. I was like, This is amazing I, you know and, and and so when my wife got pregnant with the third one, I was like, Oh, that's a surprise. Wow, great." We're looking forward to this. And I was already in love with the child before I had ever seen him. Before I ever met him. Before I knew what he was going to be good at or what he was going to be bad at. Before I knew anything about him, I already was in love with him. And when that, when Elliot came into the world, there was instantaneous love. My heart was automatically ready to love him. I didn't have to work for it at all. Why? Just because... He's my son. It's not hard to love your kids most of the time. <laughs> it's not. I mean, you know, your kids, it's like they could do the craziest things. And you just say, I just, I just love them. I don't care. You know, you're throwing water all over the bathroom and there's, I got to change the drywall. It's okay. I love you. You know, I love you. I love you. It doesn't matter. Because when, when there's a child, there's something powerful about the way that you love them. Listen to this verse. Psalm 139, 15 through 18. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion. As I was woven together in the dark of the womb, you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out. Before a single day had passed. Unbelievable. How precious. Now, now, before we move forward, you would think, oh no. Every day? Every day was recorded? Yes, every day was recorded, and here's God's response. How precious are your thoughts about me, oh God. They cannot be numbered. God is pining over you. He loves you. He's like, wow, wow. I love them so much. Every single day of their life, I love them. I love them not because of what they've done, but because they're mine. I love them because that's who I am. I can't, dis- I can't uh, disown myself. I love them because I am love. I don't stop loving because that would be, uh, that would not be me. God loves us. You know, today I... I- I believe that so many of us in the room here today, there's a lot of things in our life that need to be ironed out, and we're trying a lot of different ways to iron out maybe insecurities, maybe fears, maybe the belief that, you know what, I've just messed up, I've wasted so much time, God can't use me, thoughts like that, lies like that. God wants to just say, hey, just... Receive what I have for you. Because you know what? The voice of affirmation, and if you don't remember anything else I say, remember this, okay? The voice of affirmation enables a life of consecration. The thing that I, what I've been praying for you today, I've been praying, God, Help all of us, myself included, to receive the voice of affirmation from heaven. Some of you, maybe you haven't had people tell you enough that they love you. Maybe it was your dad. Maybe it was your mom. Maybe it was someone else. Maybe it was you just didn't have role models to look up to that said, hey, I care about you. And you know what? I love you. And it wasn't because of something that you did. It wasn't because of the way that you performed. It was just because they really loved you. God here today, the voice of affirmation for your life. God loves you. He loves you before you had one thought, before you made one mistake, before you before you ran away from him, before you cursed him to his face. God loves you loves you. God loves you. God loves you. It doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter if you're supposed to be farther ahead. How many of you feel like, oh, I'm supposed to be farther ahead? I know I do. You know what? God says, no, I knew every single day before you lived it. I loved you. I love you right where you're at, right now, today. In the middle of your brokenness, in the middle of your hurt, I love you today. I have affection for you. I delight in you. I delight in you today. It doesn't, uh, you don't have to do anything else. God delights in you. There's nothing that you can do that would make God delight in you more. Did you hear that? You can't do anything to make God love you more. It's not like God has like this favorite status where it's like, well, you know, if I just tithe more, God's going to love me. Like, I, I mean, God, you know the check that I wrote for this week. I mean, that your love for me, certainly, no, God says, no, 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 it's not about that. It's not about anything that you do or anything that you don't do. I just love you because you're mine. God's affirmation enables a life of consecration. Now, look, here's the deal. There's a lot of voices of validation in the world, okay? But God, he wants to be the one voice in your life. And I believe that when you receive the one voice in your life, you're going to find that God begins to settle all the other Qualms, all the other insecurities, all the other things that are holding you back. Okay, so let's just let's just take the, for example. Uh, is anybody anybody on Instagram in here? Okay, confession time. Come on, yeah, it's okay. It's not a sin. Um, but you know what? If it, maybe you're on social media, you're on Instagram, whatever, Facebook or MySpace. If you're, I don't know. No, I'm not gonna make a joke. Okay, so where uh, where you're on social media somewhere, you know the the world that we live in is constantly offering fake validation constantly it's like i mean you know uh, it's so funny because when i when i look at instagram a lot of the time some of the people that i follow i'm like wow there's nothing in your life except pictures of you that's it this is like you know it's like full of selfies and you know what i i my heart i'm not like i'm not like judging that person or anything like that and there's no if you've taken a selfie do not be condemned okay just in, just be released in jesus name all right so um what it but when i when i look at that you know i'm i'm asking myself the question okay so there's something about the world that we live in that is constantly asking Everyone else, what do you think of me? What, what do you think of me? Maybe you've been, uh, you've gotten caught up in that as well. And maybe you're like, you're, when, when one person, it's like maybe certain people in your life, when they say something that's like good about you, it means like everything to you. And if that same person says something that's like negative, then it's like, it crushes you. Maybe, maybe some of you are actually, you operate in fear and insecurity because when you go into life, you're looking for other people to validate what you're good at or who you are or why you're important. But I'm here to tell you today, no one can validate you except your father. You know, the the reason that the relationship with your earthly father is so important and it, it can be so at times detrimental is because we look to our earthly fathers as an example, as in a picture of our heavenly father. And when your earthly father is able to validate who you are, they're able to say, you know what, yep, that's my boy, that's my daughter, they look like me. And I'm proud of them. There's something powerful about that that tells you who you are. So when you go to God, when God says, you look like me, I love you, I'm proud of you, there's something inside of you that changes. But, you know, just like a a rebellious teenager, when they're living outside of the authority of their parents, and they go to all sorts of different places to receive affirmation. And they go to different places to say, all these people think that I'm cool. All these people think that I'm this. And all this, this sort of thing. Our Heavenly Father, He's looking at us and He's saying, just come home so that I can tell you that I love you. Just come home because I just want to talk to you. I just want to, I want you to know who you really are. I want you to understand where you came from. I want you to understand that the reason that you are where you are today is because I sent my son Jesus to die on the cross for you, and to pay a price for you. I'm gonna ask the bin to come up. You know, I uh, I've got more, but I just feel like I, I just feel like we're supposed to park here. Um. This passage is so powerful. My burden for you, my heart for you, my heart for myself is that when we work, when we, whatever we do, when we're before God, the first thing that God calls us to is relationship. I just want to, I just want to free some people here because some of you have been believing the lie that God wants you because of your gifts That God wants you here because of something that that you offer to him. But let me just, can we just be released of that? Can we just come to God and just say, God, you love me just because you love me. I I don't have to work for it. It's like I kind of just come into that. I'm pre-approved. Before anybody said anything, I just came in and it was like, God's like, I love you. I love you perfectly. I can't love you any better because I already love you the best that you can be loved. I already love you at a deep, deep emotional level. I already satisfy the needs of your heart. I already satisfy all the things that are going on in your life. I already do that. You know, here's the thing. When we come close to the presence of God, look at what this passage says. Look at this. This is powerful. Listen to this. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you and approved of you as my chosen instrument. God knew you and He approved of you. He said, Yes, 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 that's my child. He's chosen you. There's not a couple people that are chosen, we're all chosen. We're God's chosen people. Listen to this. And then the next verse says this. This is powerful. And before you were born, I consecrated you to myself as my own. I consecrated you. Not, I didn't consecrate you to a work. I didn't consecrate you to a job. I didn't consecrate you to a calling. I consecrated you to myself. What does it mean to consecrate? It means to pick up out of one place and and bring out to another. It it means to say, I've chosen you. Out of all the others, I've set you apart. I've set you apart as my own. I've set you apart. When I I chose my wife and I said, I want to marry you, would you please marry me? Please, right? Right? When I did that, she says, yes, now she's my wife, she's mine, and, and when, I, when I hold her in my arms, no one else is holding her in, my, in their arms, I'm holding her because I've consecrated her to myself, and God is saying, He has picked us, He's chosen us, and He's brought us to Himself. You know, you might do a thousand things for God in your life, but let me tell you something. Your first ministry to God is to Him. It's to Him. It's to worship Him. You might be uh, the next Billy Graham, but God, the first thing that He's calling you to is Himself. That's your number one calling. There's a lot of things that He might ask you to do over your life, but all of it is going to flow from that one relationship, that one interaction that you have with Him. And the strength of that will determine the fruit of everything else. God, He wants to be close to you. It's what's most important to Him. Come on, can we stand today? You know the first thing that the devil is going to attack? Listen to this, I want to just read one more passage, okay? We're almost done, and we're going to spend some time praying. I want to read a verse to you from Matthew. This is the story of Jesus being baptized. Listen to this. After his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my dearly loved Son who brings me great joy. Some of you didn't, you didn't believe that you bring God great joy you thought you were kind of annoying. You're not. You're not annoying. You're not a burden. You're not a problem. You're not something that God looks down to and says, Oh, not them again. God, when he looks at you, he delights in you. It doesn't matter if every single day for the rest of your life you run from God. You don't obey God. That will never change God's opinion of you. It will never change God's view of you. His love for you is not based on your behavior. It is not based on your actions. It is based on his character. And he never changes. He never changes. God loves you. He loves you. He chose you. And here's the thing, and this is what I want to pray that right now. I want to pray, God, help us to receive that. That word is for you. It's for me. The deeper that we receive that, the more free we'll be in life, the more fruitful we'll be in life. The deeper that you receive the affirmation of the Father, the more free you will be. Some of us are bound by insecurities, we're bound by fears, and maybe even today as we're talking right now, you're like, man, there's things in my life, I don't want it to be like this anymore, I don't want to care what other people think, I don't want to be driven by fear of, of, of not pleasing someone else, I don't want to be driven by a fear that I'm not who I'm supposed to be, I don't want to be constantly haunted by a thought that I'm behind in life. God, He wants to let you know, He doesn't care where you're at, He doesn't care where you're from, God loves you today day and he wants you to know his voice of affirmation is for you right where you're at right now the deeper that we receive that the more free we're going to be you know can we sing you're a good good father I just want to pray and I just want everyone to just close your eyes just just take a moment we're going to sing this and I want you to sing this and we're going to pray in a moment here but let's just pray and say God you're good you love us